everyone. Welcome back again to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. And today, the Iconic Icon is Mr. Mr. Terrific. Wow. Wow. We're doing this once again. You know, of course, we Bayesian. We, we, we black. We, you know, we hear it. Whatever. What go on? Uh, what go on? And then uh, we're doing this for uh, Black History Month. Yeah. Nation. One nation under a crew. Uh, getting down for the funk of it. Right on. So, yes, as usual, before we go on any further, we see who we're talking about. One, you know who I am. I'm Barry3D. Mm-hmm. You can see all my links down below and find out where I'm going to be at Barry3D.com. And any link you need for this show, uh, the other show I'm on, which is A Touch of Grey Matter, live or online, the links are in the, my website. You can't miss it there. Also for the Iconist Podcast. Quick shout out to Wow Comics. Quick shout out to Check uh, Swings. Uh, these are two supporters of the show. Thank you very much. Remember, like, subscribe, and share. Add all the things. Don't let the show be a secret. Rate and review every Tuesday. We drop the video every Wednesday. We can find it on the podcast streaming services. Now, mm. I can't do this show alone. Mm. So I'm always here with my best friend, my comrade, comrade, my oh, compatriot, my cousin, and the myth, the legend, the one and only DJ Broad C. Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to have some fun today. Welcome to another episode of Icon Is. Yes. Because it is Mr. Terrific. Yes. Yes. Let's go. We're going to see you and find you in here. Oh, you know what? You can find me, as I always say, in the World Wide Web. You can find me on the Instagrams at Mr. Rod C. As well, and find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Listen, I'm there every week having fun, whole bunch of different parties going on. Uh, I got Wednesday shows, I got Sundays, I got Mondays. Listen, find me online, follow my schedule. Listen, when you come choose, make a shout out. Let's say, oh, I saw you on the icon. It's like, yeah, welcome in, welcome in. And you can get a virtual drink. Yeah, that's how it works. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. And last but not least, the man that makes it look so pretty. The man that's put these templates together. And if you need something similar to this or any else kind of thing for your online show, live, business, whatever event you have going on, you got to reach out to our boy and you let him know you heard him on, on the Iconist podcast and he'll give yep. you a discount. Yeah. again, who am I talking yep. about? J. Bird Digital Art. Art, 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 art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. Thank you, Jay. Big supporter of the show. He's always mm-hmm. trying to get in on all the episodes. He loves it. And here we go as we like to say, let's go! <laughs> on the Iconist Podcast, as we said, the icon is Mr. Terrific. <laughs> Woo! Now, we are saying this character is kind of a Black History Month. We're kind of representing the roots. We're going back to it. And you got to do that once in a while because, of course, they gave us the shortest month of the year. <laughs> I have, And it's also one of the coldest months of the year. Facts. Cold winter, cold winter, <laughs> cold, some old, old man bad river, old man winter. You know, Jack oh, Frost dipping away. Good oh. thing he's down someplace nice and warm, but that's how they always depict him. So we get into it, and I know there's been more than one Mr. Terrific, right? That's... But the one we're talking about is, is Michael Holt. But before we kind of jump into him, we got to give you some facts on this one. So, mm. uh, Michael Holt is the main person we're going on, but before he he was not the first Mister Terrific. Correct. There was another Mister Terrific that came out what? before, you know, mm-hmm. and that was Terry Sloan. So Terry Sloan made his first appearance in Sensational Comics number one back in January of nineteen forty-two. You know, and real quick on on his origin, his origin. Um, so he was the golden age Mr. Terrific. Uh, you know, he was a self-made millionaire. He had a photographic memory. He was good uh, in athletics uh, and martial arts. Mm-hmm. He, he was what you call a renaissance man, you know, as the expression goes, back in the day. So he was like a, a man's man of, you know, mm-hmm. out there. Just to come. Yeah. I'm not saying he talked like that, but that that's exactly yeah. what he on. He carried on in his outfit, and it was a, he had it on, like, you know, red tights, and he had, like, a, a green jacket over it with a big, like, shield emblem on it in yellow, and it said fair play. Fair play. Because he believed in fighting for, you know, the common guy, 
and mm-hmm. trying to be as fair as possible and not being run over by big business and so forth. So that was it, uh, you know, and pretty much he graduated college at the age of 13. That's to show you how this photographic memory kind of played into the character, who he becomes and what he wanted to do. And with everything he feels he, at the time, Terry Sloan felt that he hit a point in his life where he's like, I've seen it all. I've done it all. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else I'm going to do with my life. And he kind of, I would say this day and age, he hit a depression and was contemplating suicide until someone else he saw was about to commit suicide. And he stopped that person from killing themselves. And in that moment, he found a purpose to say, well, I've got all, I've got the wealth, I've got these skills, I've got this knowledge, but I had no direction. My direction is to stop others from going through what I was going through, and it felt good to stop and save this person's life and give them some direction. So that's that's really where Terry Sloan came in. And he, as I said, he started on Sensational Comics, uh, Sensation Sensation Comics, number one, but he was a reserve member for the Justice Society of America. So we're talking like the original run, Back in the day, you know, JSA, All-Star Squadron, that's where he would pop in. And and he had a quick, you know, he would show up. He never felt that he was a a, a needed character. Mm -hmm. I guess, as I said, looking at it with today's lens, I would see that as he was still going through maybe self-esteem issues. Not not suicidal, but self-esteem issues, maybe a borderline depression. It's like, well, I'm here. I'm not needed because... When he was doing this thing solo, right. he was a man of confidence. That man went around with confidence. Hmm. But when he was with a team, he's like, well, why do they need me? Right. The team's got like Superman. It's got Green, Arrow, uh, uh, Green Lantern. You know, Alan Scott Green Lantern. It had Dr. Fate. It's like, w- w- you know, this is like Earth 2. Now we're talking, right? Right. And he's like, why do they need me? Right. And his his and I'm telling you about his journey because his journey is a catalyst into Michael Holt's journey, and I'll explain that in a second. So there was the Justice League Justice Society at one point in comics. They used to do the one year annual crossover because this is when Barry Allen, you know, at one point realized there was a Jay Garrick flash, and everyone knows that classic cover where you see Barry running on one side of the wall, Jay Garrick running the other side of that wall, trying to save one person from a girder falling on them. There's even a statue of that. Very iconic. And that's there where the, the, the Justice League became aware of the Justice Society, where Earth-1 became aware of Earth-2 and vice versa. Correct. And then what they were doing at one point in the books is they would do this annuals crossovers where some of them were really good, you know, uh, and drawn by like, George Perez. And that, but I'm getting ahead of myself. And in one of these crossovers where, you know, the JSA would come over and, you know, and have their annual dinner it would be awkward for some of the members. It was mm-hmm. awkward, for example, for Earth One Bruce Wayne Batman because he's got no kids, but then he would see Huntress from Earth Two knowing that that's the Earth Two biological Batman daughter. and Catwoman's Cat biological daughter. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of, and she would refer to him as Uncle Bruce. Right. And he would, you know, he would take it, but it would also throw him back saying, if I just made one decision different, I too could have been had married and had my own kid and still been in the uniform. So these are things that came up. And mm-hmm. in one of these crossovers, uh, Mr. Terrific, you know, uh, Terry Sloan ends up getting killed. It was a whole murder mystery on the Justice Society or Justice League of America's satellite. That was their satellite headquarters back in the day. It looked like an egg kind of thing. And right, you remember it, Rod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is classic. And you know, everyone's sitting there, and all of a sudden there was an explosion. They see, you know, Superman's there, they all try to figure out what's going on. They see Mr. Terrific's body out in space. Superman retrieves it. Like, hey, there's a murderer among us. It's a whole murder mystery, like clue. Nobody leave. <laughs> everyone's guilty until we figure it out. And what you find out was it was one of these villains named Spirit took over the body of Jay Garrick Flash. Right. And he ended up killing Sloan. Sloan at super speed. So before anyone really would notice it. And Jay Garrick got away. And that was a whole JSA storyline after because Justice League, hey, you want us to help? And they're like, nope, we got this. It's one of our own. We're going to track it down. And no one blamed 
Garrett. Uh, Garrett. Jay Garrett. Mm -hmm. Jay Garrett for it because obviously he was totally, it was just his body, but it was like someone behind the wheel, so to speak. So this is what the importance is, and this is why we're trying to, you know, and so this is like an origin story within an origin story. Facts. Facts. So this that's where, you know, Terry Sloan's journey ends, but his influence still carries on. So it now brings us to our main topic of Michael Holt, mm -hmm. Mr. Terrific, the second one. Years later, and he made his first appearance in The Spectre, Volume 3, Issue Number 54, in June 1997. Right. Gemini. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is true. Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he basically he, he, he made his first appearance in June of 1997. And basically, we start off with a couple of panels of him kind of like reflecting about uh, his life. He he started very young, as Barry was saying earlier. He just showed that uh, that remarkable intelligence and reading and you know, being able to assimilate wor works of Albert Einstein, uh, Max Penix, Richard Feynman, you know, very, very th um, thought processing type of individual, theoretical physics type of individuals. People that make you like, I don't know if I can figure out how to make the page work. Just, just write your name on it. I don't even know if I can even do that. Yeah, this is this is this is like next level above my pay grade kind of physics. Uh huh. True that. True that. True that. So, but basically, he was um, he was that type of individual that just you know he just was very he was very a teen keen to picking up picking up things very easily. Picking up processing very easily. He just had that, as they basically said, a natural aptitude to uh, retain information. See something once, basically, it's an early version of calling it like photographic memory type of scenario. Right, exactly. He just, and he just knew how to do certain things like complex stuff. As there's an example of one time where he had to, later on in the sense when he was Mr. Terrific, he had to do an operation on someone and he just read a book on how to perform an operation. Just read the book. Yeah, I think I got it. Just power. Make way. Give me room. Right? Just wash my hands. Just wash my hands. Exactly. <laughs> Knowledge is power. And this is what it was really cool because I said, and then that's why I, I did it, uh, you know, the the, um, the creators of this one was John uh, Ostrander and uh, Tom Mandrake. They're the ones who created Michael Holt. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Terrific, and why did it, and it's weird. It's like, so this is like, we gave you Terry Sloan for example, told you his arc, and then Michael Holt shows up and he appears. And Mike, when you see Michael Holt, you see that Spectre issue of Spectre, as I said, Volume Three, Issue Number Fifty Four. He shows up, and Spectre is going through his story arc. So it was like a third part of the Spectre story arc. It was like you know, it, everyone has their story arcs within their own books. So right. it was like you know, let's say Chapter Three of the Spectre going through. I think it's called the Redemption. And it opens up with him just floating and turning back into his police, uh, his human form, because he's, he's a police officer or was a police officer. He inhabited that body. When he does that, he's kind of looking around and it flashes down to another scene where you see a guy walking on a bridge holding a picture. And you realize, OK, that's Michael Holt. And he walks to this particular picture uh, uh, bridge. I think it's in Brooklyn. And he throws the the picture down. The picture. Right. He throws. He looks at the picture. He's kind of crying. He throws it down. Train hits it. And he's looking about saying, man, I've, I've got all this knowledge. I've got all this, but I've lost the most important thing in my life. And he's blaming himself for it. So at the point, once again, he might have seemed like he was suicidal, but he was blaming himself because his wife was supposed to meet him. She was pregnant. And they, they had a discussion because, you know, his wife left later than she planned to. She got into a car accident, which was fatal. So she lost her life and the baby. So he's lost his wife and unborn child. Mm -hmm. And he blames himself saying, if I didn't hold my wife back talking and she left on time, then she wouldn't have been there at, you know, at that particular junction. Time. Mm -hmm. She would have been, let's say, five minutes earlier. So the truck that hit her wouldn't have been there. She would have already passed that point. She would have got where she was going safe. So he's taking that blame on himself. Mm -hmm. And just when he's just about to say, that's it, I'm done. The specter shows up. Oh no! Sorry, this is even before that. The he's about to, you know, 
he's contemplating, do I end life? Do I stay? And these these gangsters show up, these three hoodlums, and they pull out and it's like, hey man, you know what? Give us your wallet. He goes, I don't even know if I'm worth, you know, I want to live or if I want to die at this point. Right. And they go, look, they give you, we'll give you a choice. You can either live, just let us give, give us the wallet, or we shoot you and kill you, and we just take it off your body. And at this point, the specter shows up in his human guise, and he's mm-hmm. saying, hey, no, and he stops one physically, not using the specter's powers. And then Michael kind of just snaps out of his funk, goes and helps fight off the other two and survives and says, yeah, um, he goes, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And the specter says, let me tell you a story. And he gives him the story about Terry Sloan because mm-hmm. the specter knows of Terry Stone, Terry Sloan because he worked with the JSA at one point. And even right. though they, they drifted apart and, you know, uh, him and Terry, I'm talking to the specter and Terry, they came back together at the end and he felt bad. And the specter is God's, he's the avenging right hand of God. Right. That's who the specter is. The thing with, and I, I don't know what Terry Sloan, but I definitely know Michael Holt. He's an atheist. He does not believe in religion, God, none of that stuff. Right. His wife did. He did not. And this is where that argument the was. The argument. So he, exactly. So they, he had a conversation. He told him about Terry's life. He told him what Terry, how Terry was, you know, past, present, and so to speak, future, like how right. he was prior, pre, you know, before he became Mr. Terrific. How he was when he became Mr. Terrific and when he overcame being Mr. Terrific. And, you know, he got some inspiration from that. First of all, Michael saw similarities with his journey and Terry's journey. Right. He saw similarities uh, on a lot of aspects of how he was feeling, what he was thinking, you know, and someone to finally relate to, regardless of skin color. You know, we're all the same. And how he relates to him. And he was actually inspired by saying, I'm going to do something like how he did and took up the whole moniker of Mr. Terrific, fair play, did his version of the jacket and went forth. And at first, when he came across, he just kind of had like a, a T painted on his face and he was dressed all in black. So just a black shirt, pants, mm-hmm. shoes, and a black like leather jacket. As time has gone on, you see he updates his look, which is cool. But this is really his first appearance in that. And going forward, and that's where he drew strength from, and decided, okay, I'm going to make my business to make people better. And his whole thing was, I'm going to look around. And he goes, I'm going to be inspired. I'm going to look at everyone here, and my goal is to look at the street level crime, and I'm going to look at these gangsters, and I'm going to show them that there's a positive role model around, mm-hmm. and you can do things without having to rob people, con people, or scam people. It's all about fair play, and I'm going to show them as a role model, as a black man in this neighborhood. You know, they gotta have finally someone to look up to. I, I like, oh wow, okay. So he's being inspired and he wants to inspire others. And that's mm-hmm. where his win is supposed to be. Woo! Yes. Deep. <laughs> just, just 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 a little deep. Just a little deep. But it's 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 a good thing. I mean, in, in, in the sense of seeing that where they both came from. You know, the writer made it made a good pair of Parallel to show us, you know, we can still have some type of connection with the first version, the first integration of, right. of, uh, sorry, Mr. Terrific, and then how we can basically parallel it over to a, well, at this time, 1997, when this was, um, when it was first, his first appearance, you can see how the connection is for modern times at that time by saying, listen, he was going through some, you know, some situations and how he felt. You're at that point right now, but he made a change. You two can, you know, better yourself and just use use yourself, you know, for the betterment of those around you. So, to me, it was it was a nice it was a nice parallel and just making like you said earlier, making that connection from who, basically, who holds can basically Michael can pull from and just say, well, I this other one he was like that as well. I now can just carry on his name and just say, you know what, I like the name, Mr. Terrific, and like the works that he did and it makes sense and got him out of his 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 mental, you know, stuck funk at that time and got him out of that. Yeah, yeah, it gave him, it gave him a cause, right? Because it gave him a cause to turn around and um, help others, honor, you know, use the talents that he had and then honor his wife and unborn child. 
So he went from sometimes, and sometimes you get these guys who are created and you're like, okay, what's going to happen with them? And then it really, I, I'm glad to see that DC really got behind this character and didn't make him cheesy. You know, yeah. I, 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 they, they turn around and I mean, there's a beautiful picture that Alex Ross turned around and did of Mr. Terrific standing side view with the T-spheres. His mask, you know, he's got the jacket with the black with a trim of white. Sorry, it's, it's white with the trim of red on it. He's got fair play down the sleeve. I'm like, that, okay, that that works. It, it's an updated look. It's a updated character. I like everything uh, about him for what he represents. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to say, hey, hey it's, it's, you get inspiration where you get inspiration. It doesn't matter if it was who was the character before and what color race creed they were before. Who is it now? It's still honoring what's going on there. And going back to Terry Sloan's origin, Terry turned around, and even at the end, there was an adventure that went on, and the new Mr. Terrific was there with the Spectre to go through. And at the end of that adventure, the spirit of the original Terry Sloan comes through. And as he's retelling the tale, I mean, sorry, he's, uh, he's retelling the tale. And the spirit comes through, you know, when Jay Garrick got rid of uh, uh, Spirit. Yeah, King Spirit. King Spirit. Spirit, Spirit King, sorry. Spirit, Spirit King, sorry. King, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, get rid of Spirit King. Jay Garrick is there. He's feel, Jay Garrick feels guilty of what he's done. He didn't do it, but it was his body. And you see the spirit of Terry Sloan come through, still dressed as uh, Mr. Terrific, Mr. Mm-hmm. while they're fighting the zombie body of Mr. Terrific. And Mr. Terrific turns around and, and grabs the Spirit King, and he's like, don't feel guilty. This is the moment I feel inspired. You know, Flash, the Jay, don't let the bones get you. You use your powers. It's, the body's a body. My spirit lives on. Let's go. Boom. And he made Jay Garrick not feel bad about the, his passing. He turned around at that time, realized all the time I thought I was not needed in the JSA. And here I am now realizing that I, I'm more of an inspiration than I thought. And the Spectre and Jay said, yeah, everyone looks up to you more than you give yourself credit for. So let this be a lesson for everybody out there. You don't know who... You might see yourself one way, but people look and see you probably in a more positive way than you give yourself credit for. So take that as a self-note. Go on with life and hold your head up high. Now, getting back to Michael Holt, Michael Holt went and did the exact same thing. He turned around and said, well, this guy can do it. I can do it. Right. And Michael Holt goes around and his claim to fame is he's the third smartest guy in the DC universe. Oh, I say guy. Third, third smartest person in the DC universe. Right. Right, and everyone goes and makes jokes about that. And if you see his appearances in the comic books, um, you see his appearances on Justice League Unlimited. Uh, Unlimited you know, yep. Justice League. Um, it was more the uh, where it had the short uh, adventure. Uh, you know, where he's made his appearances. Mm. Everyone always makes that thing. It's like, well, you're the third smartest guy. You're the third smartest guy. Aren't you the third smartest guy? And uh, watching all these different appearances with him, he always takes it as in strife, right? He, he's not overly competitive. He's like, yeah, I'm the third smartest guy. And at yeah. one point during Justice League uh, action, that's it, Justice League action, it's like, well, you're the third smartest guy. And he turned around and he goes, yeah, but uh, who do you think made that list? What? He goes, I don't want that much attention on me. So I'm the one that made the list. And I put myself as the third, third. smartest. So no one really bothers me. Everyone's always looking for who's first and who's second and trying to find them. This is how I get, I, I fly under the radar. You know? Smart. If you know you're the smartest person around and you don't want to get everyone knocking your door, say you're third. You're still making hey. that same kind of money. You still get you that go. recognition. There you go. Right? And he turned around and he's really good with cybernetics. He's good with programs. So he turned around and he made these things called the T-spheres. And these T-spheres... You know, he, they float around. They're able to hack. They're able to put force fields around. Uh, depending on which version you're watching, they can change shapes. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, can, he can actually stand on them and fly around, you know, getting around where he needs to get around to. So mm-hmm. I think that is so cool with this character. And he's been everywhere. He was the he, he joined the Justice Society of America, the, the new updated one. And he was the chairman on it. He was part of Checkmate. He was part of the Justice League. He was even part of his own group, the Terrifics. We'll talk about a little bit later on. Can't go wrong with that. And his whole thing is about fair play. As Mm -hmm. corny as it might sound, he makes it work. So many levels on that. Yep. He he absolutely makes it work. This is why I like this character. Uh, And I thought it was cool, like how they really put him to proper use and he didn't let him go to pasture, so to speak. When they created him, I I don't know if that was a long goal 
when they did create him back in 1997 and having him going forward that way. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the, 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 the smartest thing to still keep him active. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that's that's all I gotta say. I got a lot of admiration. No, 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 no. no. He's he, he's a great he's a great character because you you pointed out about being the third smartest. That's yes. that's ingenuity just to do that, just to know. I'm already thinking, forecasting myself, realizing, yeah, I'm gonna be bothered, whatever the case may be. You know, let me just put myself on that type of ranking. He's up there as being, like I said, he's a chairman for the board for uh, Justice Society. If I said it correctly, uh, he's you know he's in the Justice League team and everything like that. He's a valid member of of the of the of the Justice League. Yeah. So so you you have to look at it like you need if you need someone who has the 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 science, the the probabilities and the science and the that that type of foresight enough. He's the guy that they go to. He's or at least yes. he's one of the guys that he go, yes. that they go to. He's definitely he's he's a He's basically, in that sense, like use lighting the skills that he has. Now, again, uh, Sloan didn't think, as you can see, Sloan didn't think himself as being up and on par mm. with the other members of the Justice Society. But hearing at the end of the story that the Spectre told uh, Michael, Holtz now realized that, well, if he, if he was respected like that, you know what I mean. I can't come into this particular game. I can't come into this field and undercutting myself and not, I feel sorry for myself and realize, listen, I got, I got something to contribute. And that's the best, that's the best thing that I like about Mr. Terrific, that he doesn't come out being cocky. He doesn't come out trying to say, like, I am better than all of you. He's not pulling a Lex Luthor. You see Lex Luthor's attitude. You see Lex Luthor, how he is on Justice, you know, <laughs> on the Justice League, um, cartoon show how he is like yeah because that's Lex he's cocky like that just as intellect as Mr. Terrific but you realize he's the the polar opposite that's that's a very good character to have and a good thing that you know to bring up exactly and this is what I was just looking up so I know like for example when I keep going to the Spectre so the Spectre right was Jim Corrigan so that's the Spectre that he's dealing with he's dealing with the Jim Corrigan Spectre that's the the Mm -hmm. thing he turns into now what gets me and I said, for smart as he is, I'll say he's a little bit dumb. Why is that? Very simple. If you see something happen in front of you, regardless of what you might view it or your thoughts are, wouldn't it make you think twice about certain things, reanalyze certain things? Like if you're walking down the street and you see a guy flying, flying mm-hmm. like Superman, your first thing you're going to do is, okay, well, are they filming a movie? You're looking for wires. And then you realize in time, this guy flies down beside you. You realize there's no wires. There's nothing. You're seeing it with your own two eyes. It's not right. a magic trick. And then you see other people start to fly and do certain things. You're like, hmm, okay, something there. So I understand from Michael, he likes to explain the science behind it. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's an atheist, granted. Which I found really interesting is that his appearance happened in the specter, who's the avenging hand of God. So clearly, you're seeing a guy who is the avenging hand of God. I mean, literally, he's he's a, a version of an angel, lack right. of a better saying, right? You know, if I had to put it in a broad category. So you're there, and you see this with your own eyes. But he still has that atheist mentality. With the league, with the society, he's dealt with the new gods. He's seen them. He knows, like Orion and Dark Side, they they are new gods, even though they might be more science things behind them. They're still gods. He's right. dealt with Wonder Woman, who is from a pantheon from Greek gods, mm-hmm. and, and he's seen Zeus. I'm not saying he's had a, a full out conversation like, "Hey, let's sit down and have tea," but my, that's why I say he's a little bit foolish. How can you still be atheist if you see signs well- of? Other gods. Well, if you, I, I, I see what you're saying, but you see, like, there's a little bit, like, I was digging up a little bit, and I just see just, just a, he's fighting among himself on that, and that's a nice thing in how they're, they're giving, they're giving him, they're giving this character the, the, the understanding that he's atheist, his wife is religious. Again, he right. blames how he feels about along that line. 
um, there's a there's a, a a quib right here that when during the Thy Kingdom Come on Earth Two, Michael Hole is actually ironically a priest, and he after he experienced a religious experience. experience. Oh. Now our Holt, so yes. from Earth One, basically says that he realized that the issues he having with faith stemmed from his inability to understand. Literally, what you're saying, confessing right. that he wants to believe. But something inside him will not let him. So at least I would just say in the beginning, he may he may have been started off as an atheist, but he can tell that if it was an atheist, he wouldn't have any type of belief system. At least he's trying he's trying to, he's trying to the science in him, the, the the science the scientist in him is right. literally trying to find an answer. So you're absolutely correct. You can see him being like dumb yeah but i mean he's trying to he's trying to figure it out he's trying to figure it out but at least here's here's how i look at it that if he can look at all having you know humanoids flying let's let's let me like you know let me yeah, just pull it back so we got humanoids flying out he understands that he's interacting with different aliens and stuff like that so he, right. he's interacting with uh martian manhunter superman um the green, you know, the Green Lantern core, so alien base type of, you know, so he's he has to understand. Well, there's science behind it. The ring, of course, that, that's the science behind it. Of course, yeah, yeah. Struck by uh, willpower, right. yes. But he he has to ha have to have to understand it. There's certain things that he can explain, and certain things he can't explain. But he needs to have an explanation for everything. But I feel that he still has some type of belief. At least seeing that. Cause I knew I thought I saw it somewhere, but I just while you were mentioning it, I was only looking. Right. I know I saw it somewhere. So he just he wants to believe that there's something out there. It's just he knows it's, it's within him. Something inside of him that's stopping him. Yeah, he just he can't just. It's it's in gray mode. It's like there's no white and black to him. Like he he just he's he has to get the transition from one side to the other. So he's just stuck in a loophole in a landing um formation, just trying to figure that out. Right, I, it could be a very simple thing that he doesn't believe in God because he lost his wife, right? Facts, and, and, and that's exactly it. Then I'm not trying to have a, you know, we're not trying to. Have no, a, no, 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 no. I find this really an interesting aspect of the character that he came up in a uh, a book that was the Spectre is a facts is a hero of you know he's avenging the, the hand of God. God, yeah. But you come up and say, "Hey, man, let me tell you about somebody." Oh, by the way, I'm atheist. Gone. I'm inspired. <laughs> I will make the jacket. I'm gonna carry on. I'm gonna be the new Mr. Terrific. But hold on, I'm atheist. Man can fly. Men run through walls. Man <clears> flies <throat> from outer space. Hold <clears> on, <throat> still atheist. Who are you? Use a riot. Use Big Barda. Got it. Dark side. Okay, still atheist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Was it, who are you? Oh, you're, you're Carter Hall. You've been reincarnated from a time from Egyptian prince uh, Prince Kafu. Got it. I see you. You, re you know, reincarnate all the time. Got, okay, still atheist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you being so stubborn? That's that, and, and I'm not. <laughs> no, but it's, it, once you lay it out like that, yes. I, it, it's just hard to like. Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael, do me, do me a favor. Just think about it. But at least it shows that he's trying to believe. He's trying to believe, but realize something's not letting him. But but yes. you are you are so correct. Like I'm saying, I wasn't even getting that deep in the sense of the amount of um. But here, but here, but here, right. but here, but here. Next piece of paper. But here, but here, but here. Um, Michael, you sure you don't want to reevaluate this um this piece of information right Can here? We look twice. I mean, be like special ed. Think about it. Think. Measure twice. Cut once. Come on, measure again. Let's go. Yes, yes if all you oh. all go on Google and Spotify, special ed. Think about it. You'll yeah. Be happy. Good old school. <laughs> so here we go. So that brings me to a point. So all the time, it's like you've got all these things pretty much right in front of them. But I'm not knocking this. This. That's this. That's that's the character, mm -hmm. science and religion, and how he weaves his way in and out of it, and how he makes sense out of it going forward. I and that's a good eternal strife that would that leads to good, great storylines Stories, yeah. done and handled properly. Don't Facts. don't go for a low hanging fruit. Don't make him oh, okay. He starts off that way in issue number one and issue number three. I've changed my ways. No, I, I don't want him to change his ways. But I no, want no, no. Him really to explore that and that's some. Character development. Facts. There's enough layers that you can peel away and explain things while he learns, or learns, while he understands, and for him to get a better understanding from himself, there are different layers through that character that he can 
there's, there's like you said, there's there's enough story. There's enough enough enough, this, enough stories stuff. that even I'm not smart enough to write. Okay, that are, I think of. I, this is what it's we facts. But but, but 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 it's facts. It's facts. This is this is why this character is good. So as you can kind of tell by our nice way of conversating, um, DC, it's a terrific, it's a terrific, DC. Y'all know each other. Huh. Okay, let's think go. Special ed. Right on. <laughs> I'm going to plug him. Why? Why not? Uh, so now this is when it comes in. So now at one point he goes through his journey and even then they're not done with them. When they did the new age of heroes in, uh, in DC and they're trying to do like a, a couple of new characters or a new variation of characters or just a new outlook. Mm. Mr. Terrific was one of them. He was the forefront of this one. And he ran a team and the combo was called the Terrifics. Why? Got it. Mr. Terrific. And why not? DC's version I don't care what anyone will say of the Fantastic Four. So Mr. Terrific was on that team and he was the Reed Richards of that team, right? Mm-hmm. Followed with Plastic Man. Because this was after the Dark Metal storyline. So Plastic Man was a comatose in an egg shape, almost like silly putty egg shape. That's what he reminded me of. And he comes out of it during the story. And I'm like, okay. And his character is like the Johnny Storm kind of character, the very juvenile jokester of the team. Right. Right. Then you have a version of Phantom Girl. So yeah, everyone knows Phantom Girl from the Legion of Superheroes, but this is her predecessor. You know, I mean, you know, this, you know, she's present time. Phantom Girl from the future will be her descendant, right? From Legion of Superheroes. So she's Phantom Girl is on there. They find her, and I'm like, oh okay. And she's like your Sue Storm because she can turn intangible, but when she turns tangible in the first earlier issues, and she touches matter, it causes it to explode. It's all part of the storyline. And then, of course, you have the Thing character, which is, uh, uh, I always mispronounce his name. Not Mephesto. Oh, Metamorph. Right? He turns around and he's there as a Thing character. And he, of course, he can change into different elements and chemical compounds and all that. So that there is their team. And what happens is three of them, you know, uh, Issue number one opens up with Mr. Terrific showing up to Stag, right? Uh, Mr. Stag's building or whatever, because Stag Industries bought all of Holt's company because he was right. away in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Bought it legally. And this gets into uh, uh, Metamorph, you know, who is there. And they're using his body to get into the dark universe, which is, oh, like the negative universe for Marvel? And they go on an adventure, and they do that, and they ended up rescuing, you know, Phantom Girl from that dark universe, bringing her back, and then they realize, due to circumstances, they can't get away from each other. They can't be more than a mile physically away from each other, those four. They got bonded together. But in that universe, they almost run into a Galactus figure, where they find, you know, um, a Phantom, Phantom Girl at, right? They take this antenna, which kind of bonds them together. So it's a lot of parallels of exploring the dark universe through them. Stag gives them a place to stay and work out of because Holt's company at the time has been bought. It, it, it's got, I love the right. art with the Terrifics. I love their, their, the style of it, the pacing of the story. I thought it was good. It ran for like 33 issues and you can find it in your stores. I was really, you know, for a concept that was almost done before, it was still nice to see their DC's version of it, and it wasn't just a cheap knockoff. In a way, you can see a lot of par- you know, parallels and, uh, and and things that kind of line up. Going, ah, okay, mm-hmm. but they still had their own take of it, right? You saw their version of like what could have been Galactus's dead body. You know, the 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 negative, uh, you know, not in the negative zone, but you know, that dark matter universe. Right. And how that kind of parallels and all of that crosses over in one way or the other. So I enjoyed reading the Terrifics. It had its humor. It had its good moments. It had its character building moments. I think it's a team that could have gone on. It's like four people you would not have thought that would go together, but they got together. And when you expand it, it really was, you know, Michael Holt's dealing with his thing. And going through that universe, you see other people join later on. So mm-hmm. you saw the appearance, for example, of Plastic Man's son who he hasn't seen in years, and he's like a grown teenager and trying to mend that relationship. You see uh, Metamorph, uh, uh, hopefully I pronounce his name right. I always mispronounce his name, but, you know, he, he he's in there and he's trying to mend things with his girlfriend 
who's the father of Stag, who's always trying to shaft him, like trying to shaft Rex. <laughs> And, and, and put him in situations where he's trying to get him killed off. You know, Java the caveman, who's not, he's not stupid. He's very smart, even though he's right. got a caveman body and frozen. So there's a lot of quirkiness, but there's fun stuff to it also. Mm-hmm. I, I like the terrifics. I, I think it was a good, I'd say 33 issues. It could have gone more. Uh, I, I, you know, everyone looks at it as a DC version of Fantastic Four, but even though it was, let's put it Aquaman Namor. Right? Okay. Batman and uh, uh, who's uh, and not, not, uh, oh my God, he's from the Defenders, like Nightwing, not Nightwing. Ah, oh, it's Nightwing, I think it is. I, I, I could be wrong. It's, it's been a long day. Okay. Every, I was just saying, every Green Arrow, Hawkeye, every DC Marvel character, one is before the other one. Thanos, right. Dark Side, who came right. the chicken in the right. it does come right. down to. So, yeah, they have their Fantastic Four, and there's other ones. I mean, there's Challenges of the Unknown, but these are more along the lines because these are superpowered beings, four of them together, with this, even the, the other characters that were there in the background to form the terrific, right? The, uh, the secondary characters. Right. I liked the look of it. I liked the art of it. I liked the pacing of it. You know, and everyone had their own motivation, but they worked together and they were there as explorers. The only thing is they weren't really a family, but they couldn't be physically more than a mile away from each other. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Right. That's that was a lot. No, 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 but it was good. I I I, I like you know what you were saying sort of things and I think I honestly I honestly did forget about the teen terrific like that, that part where you're like, oh wait a minute. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So I was just like, okay, okay. I'm doing a little searching here. I'm like, okay, I got well, you. You know, I, I the way you. I look at it is like, if you've got all these characters, I mean, both, all comic book companies have these characters, right? Be it a right. DC, Image, Top Cow, Top Cow, Dark Horse, whatever. They have a lot of characters that sometimes they don't stand enough on their own. So if you find a smart way to bring them together, even though mm-hmm. people might say that's the weirdest pairing around, oh, okay. Well, Plastic Man, Mr. Terrific, Metamorph, uh, and Phantom Girl. Okay, these are just four random characters. They pulled them together, and everyone likes each one for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Put them together in a book, see how it goes. Well, they ran 33 issues. Cal- calculate this way, right? 12 issues mm-hmm. usually come out in a year, so it's 33 issues with an annual. So that means they ran for almost three years and had an annual involved in that, and of course, it crisscrossed with storylines. If you got three years of sales going with that, that was a smart move, uh, and it makes everyone That's- better. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a cheesy run. Right. Even though you know you're watching and reading something like version of DC version of Fantastic Four. Okay. We got past that. Let's see what you're yeah. going to do. Right. And how many issues? Episodes? Issues? 30? 33. 33? Yeah, 33. I think they did well. I think they did okay. I think they did all right. Just saying. Just saying. I still wanted to come back. I want them to bring that team back. It was fun. They even added on more people because in one of the storylines... He gets into one of the universes because he's kind of universe hopping at one point. Mm-hmm. And he ends up in one universe where he sees Miss Terrific. Where in that universe, Michael Holt died, but his wife survived. And she took on the role of, you know, Mr. Terrific. Miss Terrific. So she's dressed exactly the same as him. Right. The only thing is, she doesn't have T spheres. She's got T squares or T cubes. Mm. But. They're both looking. He's like, you're my husband. You're my wife. Mm, let's think about this. <laughs> they almost like kind of rekindled the romance because their significant others in their universe has died. Right. Once again, like, what would you do if you your wife passed away or your uh, husband passed away and you go to a different dimension and you see them and they're like, hey, the opposite of you passed away. Does this mean we should get together and just go on and live our lives and be happy? Correct. It's possible. Right? That's what it comes down to. So here we are. We get down to our favorite point here. Fan casting hmm. time. You got a more point on this one? Um, you know what? No, I think, I think you, you, covered, you covered a good amount. And I mean, like, seriously, I don't think there's anything else you can say. Um, regarding his, you know, you know what? We, we might have just mentioned... In regards to his, um, no, you did everything. I remember. I'm not looking about the abilities. I'm the, no, 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 no. I'm thinking about the abilities and stuff like that. But we already talked about that. He has a Napier ability, 
to, you know, to just, you know, pick up complex skills and just, you know, certain situations and stuff like that and be able to just pick it up as is. He's the third smartest man as per him. <laughs> exactly. Smart guy, smart guy. Uh, you know, he has his T-spheres. Um, basically, also, one also thing, depending, well, we, if you're going to do the animated version or even the Go live one. It, but in regards to his face, in regards that his mask does, it's as much as it's simply you're looking at it, you're looking at it, it's like a nanotech type of scenario, you put it onto his face, and it just basically makes out the shape of T and a black type of thing on his face, and that's like nanotech, and it just basically, as much as you can, you think you can see him, it, it basically, you know, it, it does give that type of allure type of thing, so you can't really make out his face properly, so it helps, you know, give him that, that sort of illusion that, I think I've realized who that, no, I don't know who that, is I know that face? No, I don't know that face. Exactly. No, I can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. No, 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 no. So, you know, we can talk, we, we can mention, I can mention that. Uh, also, but the, the mask has the ability to, again, sort of like Batman in that regard, you know, protect you from chemicals and, you know, that type of, you know, you know, any type of fumes and stuff like in your face kind of scenario. So, like, like yeah. I think that's about, that's about it. Anything else? Let me see. Yeah, what do you think? Well, the only other interesting thing is that Batman and, and, and Mr. Terrific have a rivalry yeah. going on. Right. And it's a friendly rivalry because, bottom line, when it comes to it, they both have companies. Uh, the only thing is, is um, Bruce Wayne owns Holt Industries. Ah! Bruce is that, that extra smart guy. That's why he's number yeah. two. Millions to billions. There you millions go. To billions. What you going to say? Just leave it at that. Leave it at that. You know, Holt's got to get a <laughs> thing on his financial things. Because Bruce has got, you know, Lucius Fox. Right, that keeps the company running. Holt doesn't have that. It doesn't seem he has that main person. I think they brought one person on board later on, but you know that's what he needs when he's running around on adventures. He needs someone to hold the company down. Mm -hmm. I'll be back. You can't call a board meeting when you're in a different dimension. Right? Yeah, that'd be a little problem. Just saying. True this. So now we get back to fan casting. All right. Talked a lot, Rod. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let me let me start off with this now. I have my pick. There was there was a character, there was an individual actor who did play a similarity. Yes. To to Michael Holt. Yes. The actual um, the character was named Curtis Holt, and he was actually on the Arrow, on the Arrow show, in Arrowverse. <laughs> he was there uh, for about two or three seasons. He came in in season four. Season season four. Uh, actually, yeah, came in mid season four. And double back up in season five, uh, but but he was he was he he joined the team afterwards along that line and was there. But his name was Curtis Holt. So in that regard, we're gonna say, well, that's Curtis Holt. That's not Michael Holt. So we're going to cast for Michael Holt. And who I want to cast for Michael Holt? I wanted to find someone who has the attributes of because for one, we may have mentioned it. Mr. Terrific, Michael Holtz is has that type of athletic build. And I'm more I'm always that visual type of person. So whenever I'm yes. casting somebody, I want to make sure that who can I get that closely resembles what the actual depiction uh, is in my book to give him that three dimension, to give him that life, breathing life into it. So I wanted to go with and I've had this gentleman for another another cast, but you know what? Hey, let's introduce him to the DC world. Uh John David Washington. You like that guy. I really I, do like that guy. <laughs> I really do like that guy. Cause he, he, I'm just, I was looking for, okay, I wanted someone who could just be like deadpan serious and who could just, you know, in a sense, who can do the, who can have those type of quips and qualms and conversation with Batman. So I need someone who can just take a verbal hit from Batman and give it back as straight and not even, not even flinching, that's to be John David for me. I wanted someone who could basically show some type of emotional connection to people and, you know, the, how he felt when his wife passed and how he, definitely for the opening scene, having someone who would be able to portray to me, to make me, to pull me in, to say, yeah, I've just lost the love of my life. Why am I still alive? Like, I, I, there's no reason for me to be alive. I wanted someone who can pull that and I felt that he can pull that that particular character out for me as well. And and you just having the ability to you know again with Tenet having the ability to have the mindset to be 
that scientific type of guy mm-hmm. thinking, you know, thinking chess playing, you know, five steps ahead type of yeah. scenario who's giving an image that, listen, yeah, he's thinking. He ain't saying nothing, but he's thinking. When he talks, when he talks, you're in trouble. You better leave now. Yes, John right. David Washington. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. I like that. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I know you use him more. Yeah, I like him. I'm going to come up with my guy here. Let me tell you something about my guy here. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> my guy's done action. Mm-hmm. My guy's done sci-fi. Mm-hmm. My guy's in two main properties. Okay. If you see my guy right now, he's got the face. Like if he, if when he's shaved and you mm-hmm. see him with no beard, he looks like his jawline, his, his jawbones, and, and his jaw, his cheekbones and his jaw almost form like he's got a T on his face already. Okay. All right. Let me, let me hit you with it. Now, I know, and I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to mispronounce this man's name, and I apologize <laughs> now. Okay. Okay? Because I've been looking and looking and looking. So his first name is Baps. B-A-B-S. Baps. His last name, I will spell it out because I really want the effect there. So it's O-L-U-S-A-N- M O K U N Babs Oslamakon Oslamakun. No, no, Kun. You go with Kun. Okay. Oslamakun. Yeah. Right. I apologize. Now, anyone listening, you're going to say, Barry, what are you talking about? First of all, this actor <laughs> was in part one of Dune. He was near the fight scene. Where he challenged the main guy to a knife fight, you know, uh, uh, Paul Mordeeb to a knife fight, and they because he didn't, you know, like how his mom took down the leader of their tribe. He's mm-hmm. also on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, World. playing Doctor M. M. Benga. M. Benga. M. Benga. Yep. M. Benga. Doctor M. Benga. Okay. Wow. If you now, most of the time we see him, he's got his hair up and twists, and he's got a beard. But when you find a picture on him here, shaved with no beard, he's still got his hair in a twist, but he's shaved. And you look at his face, put a T on it. He's played a doctor in Star Trek, intelligence. He's played an a, 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 a underground warrior in Dune in a knife fight action. Nuff said, this guy to me is Michael Holt. This is this okay. is Mr. Terrific. Okay. Okay. And that's who I'm I'm going with. That's who you're going with. Okay. Yeah, he's a Nigerian actor. Mm-hmm. You know, been on the scene in 2017. He did a Black Museum. He's done episodes. He you know, and 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 here's the point. Here's the point. Mr. Terrific, the book was created, the character was created in June. Gemini. Mm-hmm. The birthday. Of Baps is June fourteenth, the same birthday as me, Barry Three D, June fourteenth. He's a Gemini, so let me blow your mind that I'm a June fourteenth Gemini. Fan casting another June fourteenth Gemini, a character who was created and made his debut in the Spectre in June. Gemini. Two plus two plus two is six. All right, six out of six. All right, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're trying to do there. All right, Babs. Babs is a good character. He's a good. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm going to be. That's gonna be. That'll be an interesting run. He will have the. He will have the intellectual visual. Um, he will have the action. Yeah, he'll have the. I, I will even add. You know, again, having that, that, that pulling that sorrow from Strange New Worlds with his daughter and everything like that from the character from there. So, okay, okay. All right. I see. I see what you're doing. All right. Hey, you know, I'll just give it to you. Know, if you see, seeing that you're trying to lay out so much, so much June, Gemini, Gemini, June, June, Gemini. I was like, 
this guy's coming with a, you know, he's coming with a stack card. He's like, he's like, he's already. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna fight this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this one go. I'm not gonna fight. Not me, Papi. But that one, when I saw him lining up, I'm like, hey, this is the actor. And I saw him in his, in his thing. I'm like, wait, a minute, June fourteenth. I'm June fourteenth. He's June fourteenth. I'm June fourteenth. Let me look at this character. This character was made his debut in June. What? Oh. I'm like, I'm okay, Papi. I'm all right. I'm going to stay over I'm here. I'm going to my boy, man. Another comedian, Quazy Thomas. Quazy. That's my comedian twin right there because his birthday's what? June 14th out in Vancouver. Look him up. Quazy Thomas, man. And if you don't know who Quazy is, watch Snowpiercer. He's the only brother on that show. On Netflix. That's okay. Thomas. Okay. From Montreal, man. Nice. Right? Nice. Okay. Okay. Jimmy okay. Power. Activate. Now here's my last question for you, Rod. So you you, you cast um uh, uh so David John David Washington. Well, John David Washington. Okay, so if you're turning around and here's my last question on you, and we'll get wrapping this up. When it comes down to it, you see John David Washington. Are you looking at this as a series? Are you looking at it as a movie? How how are you how are you seeing this kind of playing out uh, with uh, Michael Holt? I want this to be a, a movie. Okay. Right now, I want to see this as a movie. And basically, having in, uh, introduce him into the DC universe, okay. so we can we can build on him for other. Not even saying guest appearance, but basically, because when they're since they're rebuilding the DC universe, right? You know, James, James, you're rebuilding. Add this, Mister Ther- Terrific, to to your foundation. I'm just saying, this would be a perfect time. You come with that storyline from there. It will be very. It'll be very far left for people who just don't know who that character is. But that's perfect. We're introducing you to someone that you need to know. And then when you start to realize the, the, the intertwining he has, his name, his character, uh, with Days of Old, Justice Society, and the Justice League, how he intertwines in there. Yeah, you'll start to realize, like, hmm, well, it does kind of make sense. You got a billionaire. You got a guy who's super strong. You got an Amazon warrior. You got a, you know the fastest guy. Yes, maybe Cyborg could take the science aspect, but he's really not the science. He's just really just more of just the connecting a connecting tissue to the internet. Yeah, exactly. He's not he's not he's not a science type guy. No, you're gonna need someone to start putting stuff together. <laughs> Mr. Terrific, I'm just saying. Right. See, I agree with you on that one. So if I had to go with it, as I said, I'm going with my guy Baps. Uh, and uh, with, and with Baps, I would simply say this: um, I was debating between a series and a movie. I was going series, but this time I think a, a good, like well done movie. But once again, if I were to see a movie, I could see a trilogy, easy with this character, Facts. on his own, right? So first okay. movie, Mister Terrific, do the whole origin thing, bring in the Spectre. You, you got to have crossovers. You can't just not represent the rest of the the junk. even though they're small roles you got to bring certain people in there so you mm-hmm. got to have um you know the specter make his appearance you have to have terry sloan kind of make an appearance in a flashback in the specter story let that come out you know uh, movie one it's pretty much an origin story set up uh, a good couple of characters for him and and parlay that okay. movie number two bring him back he's more established make it known that hey man bruce wayne Bought my company. Let him know that mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, him and Batman know. Let that There's a connection. Even There's if Bruce Wayne only shows up without being Batman in the boardroom and they have the conversation about that, let it show that it's a friendly rivalry. Don't let it be, oh, you know, I hate him because he owns my company. Nothing like that. But right. movie number two, let it really focus, be a crisis of faith. Faith versus science. I really want to see that play out. To, to really get to the roots of why he won't believe and why he's atheist. And let it get there. And it might get okay. a little bit dark. For him, self-reflection, but that's what I want to see. So, movie one, origin. Movie two, really character building, right? And and dealing with with that. And then movie three, over mm-hmm. the top. Let it be the formation of the Terrifics. Okay, that's it. Something comes up, let the Terrifics come in there. Let them form the Terrifics because that would also gateway bringing in multiple other characters that would not ever get an appearance in a Justice League movie. Mm-hmm or even a Justice Society movie, regardless of what they're doing with the universe. But it would still bring in those characters, and it would have, like, free reign to represent Java the caveman. Uh, you know, uh, okay. Stag, um, his daughter, right, who's dating uh, Metamorph, right? So it would give a chance for those characters to really make an appearance in there. Plastic Man with his son, Offspring. You know, don't have to dedicate a full movie to Plastic Man. Right. I, I, but... You know, 
or series. No, I don't. Know a, a good mention. A good mention. A good mention. A right. good appearance and mention. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. But if you turn around and you let them form the terrifics and let him really be the focal point and have the terrifics in there and establish that's gonna be kind of an exploratory movie to get into the the dark matter universe, then you've just opened up the DC universe without giving away any of your big guns, but it's still done in a way that respects the audience and the people that are going to pay their money to watch it. Got it. Got so it. That's okay. Thing. Three, okay. three picture deal. Boom. Origin, crisis of faith. Boom. And then bring in the terrifics. I think those are the points that really represent and stand up with this character uh, first and foremost. Okay. Okay. I can, I can, I can, I can see that. Like, I, I, I see what you're saying, definitely with the origin, and then the battle in the faith. Because we were talk, definitely talking about that, and yeah, I guess we could, yeah, definitely, I guess see, uh, see a whole storyline, a whole arc on that, and just trying to build him from that, going from one to two. Yeah. Okay. Because the, fir- the first thing you want to do is establish a character. Okay, you don't want to yeah, exactly. the audience. And then the second one, it's like, okay, well, let's have some fun. Right. This is really where he stands out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, and then you can bring in other secondary characters that don't get a main mention anymore. You could bring in like Zarel, who is mm. an angel that was on the Justice League uh, when Grant Morrison was writing it, because right. that character took that role of Hawkman, who was a fallen angel. Right. Right, because he wasn't there later on, and then the character kind of disappeared. So that's where you want to introduce that particular character and let them kind of work on something together. Once again, they're smaller characters that you give them a bigger role. Look at what right. CW did with Arrow. Yeah, completely. Right? It took Arrow and made him like Batman, but then it brought in all these other characters that we would never have gotten a chance to really see in a big budget. Well, when I say big budget, let me reaffirm that. Uh, I'll correct myself. In a big storyline with Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman, because right. before you get to these characters, there's other characters within those three in that realm mythos mm-hmm. that you got to bring in. If you got to, if you're gonna bring in a character, everyone's gonna say well, you can't bring in. For example, Mr. Terrific in a Wonder Woman movie, you got to bring in something like you know uh, Artemis, and you have to bring in Wonder Girl, right. and you you you've got to bring in those characters. You, you you know you can't bring in you can't have Batman and not mention Nightwing, Robin, and multiple Robins. Facts, uh, you know, yeah. Lucius Fox, Pennyworth, yeah. Catwoman. You're not gonna. So you have to find a way to be smart to bring it in. So that's right. my hitch. Okay, how to do that? Okay. Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Give guys. <laughs> He's gonna kill me on that one. <sighs> oh man. Any last words, Rod? Uh, let's see. Now, definitely, I want to say to everyone, you know, hope you enjoyed what you've heard. Uh, I would believe that we brought to you some good content regarding Mister Terrific and giving you a good, uh, a, a good understanding of who this character is and how he can be introduced into the DC Universe, basically onto a, a big screen production and how he is, as I said at the very last part, if you're going to start breaking these shows down and these characters down, what are their roles, not only physically as an, uh, a fighter, but they have to have duels and multiple different roles of whatever, you know, what are their other strong points? You're going to need someone who's going to be that scientific, that scientist guy. That's the guy who's going to be able to put two and two together and thinking, you know, quantum physics type of, you know, calculations. Yes, as I said, yeah, you know, Cyborg could do that. But that's more of him just reading it versus creating it. Creating it. You, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that's like with any understanding of experience, Michael Holt may not have the experience, but he has the aptitude to understand, to put this, 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 this together. That would make sense to me be faster than what Cyborg could have done. True. Facts. Uh, I'll leave it on this. So Marvel had a big uh, blow-up blockbuster with the original Black Panther movie when mm-hmm. it came out, right? See, mm. you need to come back with something. And I'm not saying it's a competition, but in a way, you're always trying to push your characters forward. So with Black History Month, this is the character we're pushing. If you got to do a movie, that's where you got to go. Is Mister Terrific? It's going to be a little bit different, but keep in mind, Black Panther made his appearance in Fantastic Four, and the Terrifics are kind of the Fantastic Four in DC. So, so DC could work. work, make it work. You got it. And it's and imagine how visually appealing it will be on top of how well written. You write it well. You put in the effects. You got a hit. Yeah, you got a sleeper hit. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, so, facts. Uh, facts. You know. 
You execs of DC, James, go back, read some books, put it together. Here we go. Once again, my name is Barry 3D. I'm here go like cousin as always. Rod C. Hoo-ha! This is the Iconist Podcast. And as I said, the icon is today, or was today, was Mr. Terrific, Michael Holt. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember, like, mm-hmm. subscribe, and share. You can help the channel grow by going onto our Patreon page or doing a one-time tip on our coffee page. The links are all down below. Woo! Happy Black History Month. Come on, get some knowledge, spread the love. It's all about that and awareness. It's not saying one person is better than the other. It's mm-hmm. just about making awareness and enjoying the culture. So for, you know, anyone that's not part of, you know, not black, uh, go order some patties, get some jerk chicken, and sit down and enjoy it. Have some ackee and salt fish and be good. Right? Okay. Cool. <laughs> and for those of us who are, well, enjoy that too, but they get extra spicy. And give it to our, our, our friends who haven't had jerk chicken before. I don't know what the spice is. and can't handle it like dune. Once again, a call back to my character. It's all about the spice. It's all about the spice. Ay, caramba. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Peter's away. Oh, my eye!